The book was better. Your clap was very nice. Mine was not. <laughs> crisp. A nice crisp clap. To start us off. Welcome, everybody, to another mini-sode for the Book Was Better podcast. I am Kaylee Clark. I'm Taylor Collette. And today, we got some more book recommendations. Because if you, like us, have set, like, a pretty high bar for a reading goal for this year. Yes. You might be looking for some more books to add to that list. So Mm -hmm. let us help you. (laughs) Um, Real quick, before we get started, just as a reminder, we did release our Dear John episode last week. And even if you're not a huge romance fan, um, pretty funny, good episode to listen to because we weren't huge fans of that book. So (laughs) (laughs) So it may just be, you know, you listening to your own opinion get validated. So there you go. (laughs) Uh, But otherwise, um, because I went first in that episode, do you want to go first in this mini-sode? Sure. All right. All right, all right, all right. (laughs) It's a great way to go into this. (laughs) Because my book recommendation this week is Green Lights by Matthew McConaughey. Now, I'm going to preface this by saying this is a PG-13 book. It is not for children. He has some fruity language. <laughs> I, w- I would say that even though our episodes, like our show is listed as clean, I don't believe our target audience is children. <laughs> I know, but just in case, I want to make sure it's clear he has some fruity language and he tells some a couple of... Not super in detail raunchy stories, but a couple of raunchier stories. But a little that. explicit. It's, it gets yeah. a, bit, a bit explicit. So I just want to preface <laughs> it so people know what they're getting into before we, you know, before they read it and then come back and get mad at me. So <laughs> I listened to the audiobook, And if you can listen to the audiobook, I recommend it because Matthew McConaughey himself is the one who narrates it and just... He has that voice and he just does it in the way that he intended when he wrote it. And the way that he says certain words is just so fun. So if you can listen to the audiobook version of this, it's only six hours and 42 minutes. Not a super long book, but a super fun one. And essentially the name Green Lights, he explains it at the beginning. It's like one of the very first chapters he doesn't even have like full chapters they're just kind of like parts like part one part two but before he dives into it he talks about what he means by green lights and he means like a green light means go kind of thing and so he kind of talks through these situations that he's had in his life that have become green lights things that you know allowed him to move forward and to progress and how he came to where he is today and he has some of the craziest stories like I would never have expected from an actor. And they're funny, like they're real. They're it's very raw. But it's I like it because it's not like a classic self-help book, but it's also not a mm-hmm. classic autobiography, which like 
sometimes autobiographies can be, you know, a little boring, a little more just like informational. But he they definitely come as too academic. Yeah. Yeah. And this is like a beautiful meet in the middle where he's telling stories from his life, but in a way where you really so it almost can. feels like a conversation. Yeah. And he at the end, he will either give like bumper sticker quotes that he likes or he'll give like <laughs> prescriptions for life, like stuff that he's learned that he like advises. Um, and then, yeah, he talks about these green lights and it's a great listen to do some like introspective thinking without feeling like the author is shoving it down your throat. Like he is mm -hmm. just laying it out there on the table and you are welcome to pick and choose and take whatever you want from that table. He's just putting it out there for you. And I think that it was really well done. I, again, very funny. <laughs> Matthew McConaughey. He actually has mm -hmm. a section where he talks about the all right, all right, all right. And how he loves that people know him <laughs> for that. Like he loves that people say that in reference to him. And which I thought was interesting because I wasn't. It's like one of those things where you're like, I wonder if actors like that. We know no, them yeah, for these it, quotes. Man. But yeah, he loves it. Glad um, he owns it. And I'm just looking through the audible like summary. Um, and I'll just read the very end part where he says, this is Matthew McConaughey who wrote this. He said, hopefully it's a medicine that tastes good. A couple of aspirin instead of the infirmary, a spaceship to Mars without needing your pilot's license, going to church without having to be born again and laughing through the tears. It's a love letter to life. It's also a guide to catching more green lights and to realizing that the yellow and reds eventually turn green too. And yeah. So if you're looking for a fun audiobook to listen to or a fun book to read over a weekend, maybe if you have a day off, highly recommend Matthew McConaughey, Green Lights. All there right. you go. That's my spiel. That's something that, yeah, I don't know if I would have. Yeah, I, I it got recommended to me. And that's the only reason that I. OK, because I, like, I don't know if I would ever even go for that. Yeah, right. Like, not that I have anything against Matthew McConaughey, but it's like. It seems like it'd be kind of a weird book. I'm I'm very particular about like the celebrities whose books mm -hmm. I'll read. Mm -hmm. So it's like Amy Poehler, like I'm there. Yeah. But, oh, I love you know, her book. Like, <laughs> yeah. And and she reads her own audiobook too. Mm -hmm. So Tina Fey yeah, like, also has a good one. Tina Fey's was good. But yeah, yeah so. I liked I liked Matthew McConaughey's. Surprisingly, it was quite real and quite good. But now on a completely different note, <laughs> we like to give you diverse recommendations. We like to be on the book with better recommendations here. <laughs> okay, so for those of you who listened to our last episode um, about Dear John and were like, "Cool, yeah, I didn't like this, and this is why I don't read romances." No, 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 no. Rewind a little bit. Put your ego aside and realize that some romances can be good. <laughs> wow. And with that said, I, I, I bring you The Love Hypothesis by Allie Hazelwood. So The Love Hypothesis was actually Allie Hazelwood's debut novel, which I think is amazing because it has done so well. But also because it is it was I mean, it was so hyped up on Instagram, TikTok and like all these things. 
that I went into it with like a, okay, like, is this overhyped, right? Like, is this not actually going to be that good? Mm -hmm. But I loved it and I ate it up. I read it within a day and it was witty. It was charming. It was funny. It was full of all sorts of different emotions that you get to feel with Olive, who's the name of the protagonist. And so I'm just going to do what I always do when we recommend books. And I'm going to read the synopsis um, from uh, Amazon Books. So when a fake relationship between scientists meets the irresistible force of attraction, it throws one woman's carefully calculated theories on love into chaos. As a third year PhD candidate, Olive Smith doesn't believe in lasting romantic relationships, but her best friend does, and that's what got her into this situation. Convincing on that Olive is dating and well on her way to a happily ever after was always going to take more than hand wavy Jedi mind tricks. <laughs> Scientists require proof. So, like any self-respecting biologist, Olive panics and kisses the first man she sees. That man is none other than Adam Carlson, a young hotshot professor and well-known ass, which is why Olive is positively floored when Stanford's reigning lab tyrant agrees to keep her charade a secret and be her fake boyfriend. But when a big science conference goes haywire, putting Olive's career on the Bunsen burner, Adam surprises her again with his unyielding support and even more unyielding six-pack abs. <laughs> Suddenly, their little experiment feels dangerously close to combustion, and Olive discovers that the only thing more complicated than a hypothesis on love is putting her own heart under the microscope. It was just so enjoyable. It was such an enjoyable read. I found myself grinning, laughing out loud, like feeling embarrassed for her. It's just like all these things while I was reading it. There was one steamy part but Allie, as the author, was, I think, very smart in putting all of it within a single chapter mm, so that mm -hmm. it's very easy to like you get to the end of one chapter. You realize that like the steamy section is starting. And so if that's not up your alley, that's not your jam. You can literally just skip that one chapter and like, there you go. Like, it's not like that's it's sprinkled in throughout the whole thing that's so that you have to, to like, avoid things. Like, <laughs> so depending on you know, your tastes and, and morals or whatever, when it comes to that, she was very smart in how she wrote it there. And without that chapter, like it's still super pleasant, super funny, super charming, still lots of cute, fluffy kind of romantic moments. Not to mention that I was just super impressed with how Allie creates and writes characters and develops relationships. And you know, knowing it was her debut novel, I kind of looked into her plans a little bit more because she's a neuroscientist. Like, that's why she could write so realistically about this, you know. I mean, it's like the old world of write about what you know. Grad school. Yeah. And so it's I, I'm I'm really excited for her next book, um, next couple books to come out mm. because it looks like she's basically she's sticking with that theme where she writes about women in STEM fields and in academia, which I think is awesome because there's not a ton of women in STEM fields, you know, like that's something yeah. that women are slowly, you know, pushing their way more into those fields. But for the most part, those fields are still very heavily male populated. Um, and so it's kind of awesome that she writes about being a woman in that world. 
while still keeping it fun and light and romantic, right? And at the end of the love hypothesis, there is like a little excerpt for her next book, which is called Love on the Brain, hmm. okay. which is about a different kind of science field. The okay. love hypothesis, I believe she was in biology is what Olive was in. Whereas this next one, I think it's more like NASA and like space related. Hmm. But yeah, and then there's a bunch of others that apparently are in the works. Stuck with you under one roof below zero. And she just does this amazing job at like putting romantic like tropes and cliches like on their head and like calling them out, almost like breaking the fourth wall. I don't know. It was just so it was just entertaining and clever and funny. And I, I don't want to give spoilers, so I'll just leave it at that. But it's just really good. And mm -hmm and enjoyable and so even if typically romance isn't up your alley like i do think that this is one that most people would enjoy yeah so no i definitely i definitely want to get excited a, i want to get it and read it and i am not typically a romance fan so we'll see yep and and none of her other like the love on the brain hasn't even been published yet but i'm like it's on my, you know, want to read shelf. Like I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm excited. I'm like there for it when it does come out. So, mm. okay. And it's, yeah, it's just, it'll be good. And I'm, I'm like trying to figure out like, okay, how do I become one of those like beta readers for these new, not <laughs> like for these new authors? Like, how do I become one of those people that like get sent the book before it's officially published? Because like, that's what I want. So yeah, that's the dream. <laughs> That's the dream. So, yeah, those are those are some book wrecks. Yeah. Not wreck as in W-R-E-C-K-S. Sorry, I ruined you. <laughs> so kindly pointed out last episode. But book wrecks as in recommendations. Wrecks as in R-E-C-S. <laughs> Just making it clear. Just making it clear. And it's then just, I thought it was. I don't know. <laughs> if any of you listeners out there. Hi, how are you? Uh, if any of you end up <laughs> reading either these books or books that we've recommended in the past, please like post on social media and tag us or like let us know, send us a message, something, because we would love to know your thoughts and we'd love to like see which books you guys are reading for the ones that we've recommended. So yeah, you can find us pretty much everywhere at TBWD podcast and you can shout us out or send us a message over there and let us know your thoughts on the books that we recommend. We want to interact more. Podcasts are hard in that it's way. Podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no live audiences for us. So no. Well, I don't know. We've contemplated doing like a live yeah. Instagram live, it's just hard live kind of like the, episode, but I don't know. It's hard with the time difference. Yes. But please uh, join us next week when we talk about Pride and Prejudice. <laughs> Finally, um, we will be talking about Pride and Prejudice compared to the 2005 version. Mm -hmm. uh, there are many, but we're going to be doing the, the 2005 one. And we will be joined by our friend Alex Criddle. She is a, a pretty well-known, I don't know how to say well-known, well yeah. she's she's very intelligent and also she reads a lot so yeah. she and she writes reviews for a lot of the books she does and shares her thoughts on her goodreads and on her instagram 
and she gives lots of good book recommendations. So I think it'll be a really good episode. I'm super excited to have her on and hear some of her thoughts about, you know, the book versus the movie there. We might. Well, we not even might. It's almost a done deal where down the road we will probably <laughs> do another Pride and Prejudice, but comparing it to the BBC special or I mean, there are so many there's pride. I'm curious to I think Pride and Prejudice and Zombies is actually its own book that was then turned into a movie. Oh, really? So the movie uh -huh. was funny. So, so like we'll probably this will not be. Goodbye the end to Pride and Prejudice, Pride is what I'm Prejudice. saying. Like, this is uh, but the we beginning. Will, we will visit it again. But yeah, so we're excited for that um, as our Valentine's Day approaches. That is, I mean, my ultimate ship is Elizabeth and Darcy, okay? Like, let's be real. They are goals. So, yeah, I don't think any other announcements exist other than that. So thank you for joining us. And we hope that you have a great week. And don't forget to read.